It's a little bit of shake. It's a little bit of bake. Shake, shake and bake. This is season one, episode one of the post credit podcast. This season of the podcast, we are reviewing movies from the 2000s, going from 2000 to 2009. This episode, we are reviewing the movie Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. So this movie's got a raging of uh, PG-13. Released in 2006, falls under the categories of comedy and sport, and has a runtime of an hour 48 minutes. So for the cast list of this movie, we got Will Ferrell, John C. Riley, Sasha Baron Cohen, Gary Cole, Leslie Bibb, Amy Adams, and Jane Lynch. Quick summary for the movie, Ricky Bobby, played by Will Ferrell, fulfills his dream of becoming a professional stock car driver. Along for the ride is his best friend, Cal Naughton Jr., played by John C. Riley. When a French Formula One driver, Jean Girard, played by Sasha Baron Cohen, arrives on the circuit and best Ricky Bobby, Ricky Bobby struggles to find his place and make his way back to the top. Yes, sir. All right. Movie. Watched it. I thought not a bad movie. What would you rate it? We need to go over our categories for rating. What are our categories? All right, so uh, for our categories, we got um, storyline slash plot, we got soundtrack, we got character development, we got acting, we got camera and special effects, we got costume, we got set design, we got CGI, we got script, we have our X Factor, which we'll go over later, and then we gave the movie an overall rating based on our ratings of the other sections. Yeah, rating it from one to seven. That's our scale. It's weird, but we like it. Why seven? Because IMDb chose ten. What? A, yeah. Why ten? Why not seven? So different. We're choosing seven. Yes, sir. All right. What did you rate your categories? Okay, starting from the top. Uh, for the storyline slash plot, I gave it a five. Um, I thought this. Uh, you know, it's a pretty good storyline. Um, NASCAR's had similar incidents where. You know, Formula One drivers, indie drivers, they come in and they kind of dominate the circuit. So, you know, it kind of relates, kind of doesn't. Um, there's a few minor plot holes. We don't need to get into that because it's a comedy and it's not meant to be a NASCAR documentary. So that stuff can slide. Um, soundtrack gave it a four. Um, had some good uh, classics in there. Uh, Molly Crew, ACDC, you know, bands like that. But for a NASCAR movie, soundtrack could have been a lot stronger. Character development. I gave it a four. Um, I gave it that just because, you know, Will Ferrell's character, Ricky Bobby, you know, he built himself up a little bit. Um, but all the other characters really don't have any development. They're kind of just there to support him, you know. It's not great. It's not bad. Um, acting, I gave this movie a five for acting because it's not great acting. It's not going to win an Oscar for best acting, but it's... It's good for what it needs to be. It's a it's a comedy movie. The acting isn't supposed to be serious and legit, so you know you got to get a laugh here and there with that awkward acting. Uh, camera special effects gave it a five. There's a few bumpy scenes, but you know it's a NASCAR movie, so you can't really complain about that. Not a whole lot of special effects other than uh, a few CGI scenes, but we'll get into that later. Uh, costume gave this movie a solid six. Um, the driving suits. Um, just everything about it is just fire. It really represents the 
true and American kind of theme that's in the movie, the the true blue kind of situation. Uh, set design gave it another six. Um, the cars look great. The tracks look great. Um, the pits look great. The houses and all you know, the scenes they all look pretty good. Nothing to complain about there. Uh, CGI gave that a solid five. Um, there's a few accident scenes. Um, it all looks pretty good. There's a few, there's a few little parts that you can notice that it doesn't quite look real. Um, the cougar that's in the movie definitely looks a little off, but still pretty spot on. So gave that a six overall. Uh, script gave that a six as well because honestly, the script was just fantastic. It was. I love the script. It's funny. It's clever. It's got some really good catchphrases and some really weird stuff in there that makes you laugh. So, gave that a solid six. Um, the X Factor. Give you a quick rundown what the X Factor is. So basically, this is a comedy. So how good as a comedy was it at being a comedy? If you guys know what I mean, it's. I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory. So gave that a five because other comedies with. Will Ferrell and John C. Riley, or even just other comedies with Will Ferrell that I've seen, those are measured up to a six, and I just didn't feel like Talladega Nights didn't quite live up to that, so I gave it a five. Um, overall, I'm going to rate this movie a five out of seven because it's a great movie. Would recommend. All right, and I'm rating this movie exact same way, starting off with the storyline slash plot. I also rated a five. It wasn't great, wasn't bad, it's a cheesy NASCAR comedy movie. What are you expecting? I mean, you get what you ask for. Soundtrack rated a 3. Uh, they used this, the few songs that they had that were good, they used it in the wrong spot. Like they had the ACDC and the Motley Crue, like he said. But they didn't use them when they should have. They used them in some cheesy montage-esque scene. I'm like, why, would, why wouldn't why would you use all your other background music for that? But that's besides the fact. Uh, character development rated a 5. Uh, seeing Ricky Bobby go from hero to zero to hero. Huge scale. Respect. Acting. Give it a 6. I think uh, any of the flaws you see in the movie is to to mediocre script writers. I don't think I think the actors knew what they were doing, but if you're given garbage, you can't always fix garbage. Uh, camera slash special effects rated a six. There wasn't tons of CGI, and what they did, lots of it, they had a lot of practical effects that looked good. Camera work wasn't shaky, wasn't wasn't weird they didn't put weird filters it was good i mean the weirdest part would have been in the hospital scene with when he's unconscious and then he has that weird filter around it i mean a little weird but how do you portray being unconscious that's a good point and now we go to costumes also rated a six i mean who doesn't want a wonder bread fire suit they got all the sponsors on there everything spelt right it was perfect it's exactly what you think when you think NASCAR. Set design, rated a good old six. Everything was legit, had a good bar, had a good 
houses, the racetracks were the actual racetracks. I mean, what else could you ask for? CGI? A six. Uh, again, there wasn't much CGI there. The little bits and bobs they added were made it better. Script. Here's where I hit it low. I give it a good four. I mean, I'm pretty sure most of the lines that were great were improvised. I don't think... I don't think the script writers gave much in. I don't think they gave a, a great script. I think it was mostly saved by the actors. Um, the X Factor, rating it a five for a comedy. It's a, you know, it's a higher end comedy. It isn't amazing. It isn't bad. Uh, for a Will Ferrell, John C. Riley movie, I rate it. Yeah, solid 5 out of 7. Now, my overall, putting it at a 4. Why a 4? Just doesn't give me that, that little punch. You know, that little punch that's like, this is an amazing movie. It's great, not amazing. Yeah, I just want to quickly circle back to uh, the X Factor category. Um, for me, the biggest thing is, since this is a comedy... Does it actually make me laugh? If it's in the comedy genre, I want it to make me like actually laugh. Yeah, not, not just the giggle. Yeah, I want to actually laugh. And in this movie, there's lots of scenes. I'm sure some improvised because Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. That's just what they do. But there are scenes that legitimately make me laugh throughout the movie. It's not just one or two scenes. There are several scenes, several quotes that I can bring up later. People laugh. It's a funny movie. I, I, I can see that. But, I mean, watching through the movie, let's go to, I mean, middle of the movie, the bobcat. I get it. The, in the story, you know, you can't be scared while driving. Here's a bobcat in your car. Bobcat? A cougar. cougar. It's a cougar, yeah. It's a cougar. Named Karen. Yes, that is important. We did not mention that in the cast list. There's a cougar named Karen. I'm sorry, I don't know the cougar's name. We could not reach the producer... <laughs> For that the, the the cougar handler yes but I mean it's great it's funny you get in the car and the CGI cougar sitting in the back I don't think it's CGI I think it's green screened in there and then you're watching this you're like that's funny now this cougar jumps out and attacks Ricky Bobby and it, it's a stuffed animal yes it is very clear in that scene it's not a real cougar and I think that is one of the more disappointing parts Besides the horrendous disaster that was the soundtrack. I, I do agree with the point you made. When they played Kickstarter Mart by Molly Crew um, in the beginning of the movie. Great song. I love that song. It's in lots of movies. It's a, it's a good hype song. It's like, yes, this it's, is great. It's in the wrong moment. Yep. I think um, cast-wise, it's... It was weird seeing Sasha Baron Cohen in that movie. I mean, I haven't seen tons of his stuff, but that's to me that is a very different place to see a actor like that. He is yes. a comedic actor, but not not that kind of comedic actor. I think he's far he's more left field. Mm -hmm. Like he he did uh oh what's that? He had his TV show, The Ali G show. And he he played like a a gangster. It was weird. It was funny. It was weird. 
and but I don't think yeah he had the Ali G show it was funny it was very European and seeing him move into something like he's doing like he did in this movie he played a French man a gay French man yes a gay French man but he doesn't to me he wouldn't I wouldn't think Sasha Baron Cohen John C. Riley, and Will Ferrell that's not a, a trio you expect to see in any movie he was an interesting antagonist for the movie I I very much agree with that I think the other great part we should notice or shine a light on here is the uh, the race suits and all the sponsors on the race cars. It was uh, fantastic. They got, you know, they got some real NASCARs in there with the legit sponsors, same numbers. Um, Dale Earnhardt Jr. had a little cameo in the beginning of the movie. It was funny. It was. We had good. the announcers, the actual race car announcers, mm-hmm. drawing a blank on names. We got some shots of the real tracks. It was, yeah. It was cool. Um, I think to have to have a movie like that, have a NASCAR movie, now you have to get all these actual people, like all these actual sponsors to be, yeah, I'll let my, my product be in your movie. Like Coca-Cola, KFC, Domino's, Powerade, Wonder Bread, Old Spice, New, New Year Tire, DeWalt has some in there. Yeah, DeWalt, M&M, Perrier Water. It was, yeah, it was uh, chock full of sponsors. And the fact that they could pay for that, and people are like, I'm okay with my product being shown in this kind of movie. They definitely nailed the sponsorship of NASCAR. The, yes, the bright colors, the logos, it was pretty spot on. And they did a good job of really nailing the Southern NASCAR fan stereotype. They obviously amplified it. They yeah. amplified that stereotype. But it's funny. Um, it's diehard American. NASCAR. Fast food. Bleeding, bars. Beers. Bleeding the red, white, and blue. Yeah. It, it, they nailed the stereotype. And it was hilarious. I'm a NASCAR fan myself. And I love the sport, but this movie was hilarious. Well, it's like um, one of the best scenes in the movie by far. They're all sitting down at the dinner table to eat the dinner. We got Domino's Pizza, KFC. Um, what else was there? Mountain Dew, Mountain Powerade, Dew, Budweiser Powerade. Beer. Yeah, and it was a sponsored meal. And they go to pray and... Ricky Bobby is praying to baby Jesus. Because that's the version of Jesus he likes the best. He chose to pray to the little six pound, eight ounce baby Jesus. I think it's eight pound, six ounce baby Jesus, but we don't need to get technical with the lines. And I think that that whole part where they're arguing what Jesus is, I th- peak NASCAR red white and blue blooded comedy right there I do love that scene it is hilarious um, it is a very funny scene but in my opinion they dragged that scene out a little bit too long they 
overextended the joke, in my opinion. Really? They, it just it kept going when you thought it was finally over. There kept being another joke having to be made during the prayer. And it was just a little bit annoying that they dragged that joke out for so long. Still, yeah. still a funny scene. Still one of my favorite scenes in the movie. But if they had cut that scene a little bit shorter, I would have been okay with that. Uh, alright, alright. Uh, I think in the movie, when, when Ricky Bobby's at his lowest, he goes and moves in with his mom. I think that whole part where he's training, big air quotes on training, yes. with his dad there, all of a sudden his dad just decides to get back in his life. That whole segment of that movie, I mean, it isn't a huge part of the movie, but it's, you know, like once he, once he decides to go live with his mom, once he, yeah, once he's living with his mom, that's, you, you know for a fact, oh, I know exactly how it's going to end. He's going to train. He's going to win the race. That is the end of the movie. Yeah, I do agree with that. And it's like, oh, he trains with his dad. Whoa, his dad's back in his life. Like, that's that's a movie trope you've seen how many times? Yeah, it is very popular. I feel like it's notable to add that his dad, um, Reese Bobby, is once again played by Gary Cole, who nailed the role of... Deadbeat dad. A deadbeat dad, kind of alcoholic race car driver shows up when he wants to kind of a dad hilarious I, I agree he's funny but I think that whole whole part where he's training I think that's that's overdone I think and it was a little cheesy yeah I think it was a little more than just a little cheesy but at the same time it's a cheesy comedy so I think it fits I mean, you they get just the, could have maybe done it a little bit more justice. Yeah, he gets the pass. I, I mean, his car was cool. Okay, that's actually a detail. It's a small detail. So in the movie, um, he's got a 1970 Chevelle, uh, Chevrolet Chevelle, for those of you who don't really know cars. Um, I'm a huge car guy. I love cars. But in my opinion, the Chevelle has never been associated with NASCAR. No. Or really even any form of stock car racing. The Chevelle is a drag kind of car, and I feel like for a NASCAR movie, they should have chosen a car um, more like a Monte Carlo, yeah. a Camaro, even a Corvette. Yeah. That would have fit more because NASCAR, they've used the Camaro for their, uh, or sorry, Chevrolet has used the Camaro for their car, yep. or the, the style, they've used the Monte Carlo style. They've now switched over to the Corvette style fairly recently. Yeah. Those styles fit NASCAR and would have fit this movie. The Chevelle, don't get me wrong, a 1970 Chevelle, that is one of my favorite cars of all time. It did not quite fit in the movie, in my opinion. Yeah, it was like, you know, oh, it's a cool... Most people watching it go, oh, that's a nice classic. But if he's going to drive a car and you know he was a racer, why do you do it with that car? Like, yes. You know what? Buy, buy yourself anything that isn't that. Like, there's so many better options. But I get why they bought it. It looked pretty. It drove. I bet you it drove amazing for that movie. But not the right car for that. 
Yes, I do agree. And I would actually like to make a correction. I believe the Chevelle is actually a 1969 Chevrolet Chevelle. 69 Chevelle? Yeah. I do uh, apologize. I know I just said I'm a car guy, but the 69 and 70 are very similar in appearance. And it's not in the movie much. No. And when you see it, you see, like, the door, and you know for a fact that that's yeah. just some put-together kit car. Part had a hero car used, like, twice. But... I think I think for that car to be in the movie, I mean it's it's a sign of it's the dad's car. R- Ricky Bobby sees it and he thinks, "Oh, that's my dad." So I get it why they 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 chose it like but it doesn't quite fit for a stock car movie. I think we can just leave it at that. Yeah, I think I was trailing on too much. Ending of the movie. Last race. What are your thoughts? Um, even though it was a comedy, um, I would have liked a more triumphant and less comedic ending because it is still a NASCAR stock car race car movie. Um, if you haven't seen the movie, spoiler alert, although if you haven't seen it, I don't know why you're listening to a review on it. Um, I did not like that Ricky Bobby and Jean Girard end up running across the finish line to try to beat one another. It's cheesy, it's lame, and I feel like it's just been, that joke has been overdone. Yep, far too much. And I think in that last race, the big crash. Like, really? One guy's going to crash and take out the entire rest of the racers yes. like everyone's out that's bogus uh yeah it's a comedy that's how they wanted to end the last two battle to the end but really like the kinda... Talladega racetrack is somewhat known for having big accidents and over the top crashes but I don't think once has every car been knocked out of the race by a single car I I could be wrong I, I'm not a NASCAR historian, but it's even for the Talladega crash stereotype, it was a little unrealistic and overdone. Yeah, and it, but I do love at the end when Cal Nutton Jr. comes in with Ricky Bobby and they slingshot. Cal Nutton Jr. redeems himself as Ricky Bobby's friend. As his best friend. And they they loved, a, they loved each other like, yes, I'm going to help you win. Even though it's at the detriment of my own race team. Yep. I mean, yeah, you see it in every movie. You're like, oh, I've changed sides. I'm your best friend. Yes. But it was totally worth it. It's a very typical movie. Um, Ricky Bobby and Cal Nutton Jr., best friends. Um, another driver enters the arena, um, tensions rise, Ricky Bobby, Cal Nunn Jr., they fall apart, families fall apart, the team falls apart, Ricky Bobby is on his own, lost his wife, lost his wife, who ends up marrying Cal Nunn Jr. True, that would be a little awkward, but Ricky Bobby comes back. Redeems himself as a racer. Cal Nunn Jr. redeems himself as a friend. Everything ends up working out just like in every movie. It's not a surprise. You know, you know what's gonna happen. 
because every movie is laid out the same way. Yeah. But it's still nice. It was still a good movie. As much as we've bashed on it in this small review, it was still wor- it's still worth watching. Yes. If you're into that, if you're into, you know, true-blooded America comedy, NASCAR, if you're into that kind of thing, totally watch it. But if you're not into NASCAR and some comedy you can find it could be a little offensive, then, I mean, don't watch it. There's far, there's tons of other movies that we're going to review from the 2000s that are amazing movies. If you're into Will Ferrell and John C. Riley comedies, or even just Will Ferrell comedies, they're usually a bit more crass and offensive. Yeah. Um, you will most likely like Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. I very much agree. Will Smith did an excellent job in his role. <laughs> Will Smith, eh? Will Ferrell. Will Smith in The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. Ah, that's hot. That's hot. I uh, meant to say Will Ferrell. Uh huh. That's what that's what we all there's, say. There's too many Wills. I don't think so. What now? This is Will Smith and John Travolta. No, Will Smith and um. Well, dang. <laughs> Martin Lawrence Jr. as Cal Non Jr. It's bad boys, <laughs> but in the south. In the south. Bad boys, bad boys. <laughs> what you gonna do? Okay, that's that's a little bit of a rabbit trail. Huh. I mean, that's what happens. I would call this a wrap. Episode season one, episode one of the post credit podcast. Thank you for listening. It's been great.